WNYC Studios is supported by Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step -step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Hey, it's Latif from Radiolab. Our goal with each episode is to make you think, how did I live this long and not know that? Radiolab, adventures on the edge of what we think we know. Listen wherever you get podcasts. Welcome to NYC Now, your source for local news in and around New York City from WNYC. It's Thursday, February 8th. Here's the midday news from Michael Hill. Rents are rising across New York City, and so are broker fees. WNYC's David Brand reports on how some apartment hunters are facing eye-popping upfront costs. Brokers are usually hired by landlords to list and show apartments. But it's tenants who end up paying the extra expense. In some cases, brokers are charging massive sums in the thousands, especially for rent-stabilized apartments. Councilman Chio Say is one elected official trying to put a stop to the high upfront costs. He's sponsoring a bill to make whoever hires the broker pay the fee instead of having it fall on the tenant. I don't think anyone should be forced to pay uh, a fee to someone who they never hired. It's kind of replicating how we do transactions in every other industry. But the Real Estate Board of New York and other critics say landlords will just factor the fee into higher rents or that landlords already paying more for insurance, gas, and other expenses would be forced to eat the cost themselves. The city council is paving the way to sue Mayor Eric Adams over his refusal to enact new laws giving housing vouchers to more low-income New Yorkers. The council sent a letter last month warning Adams they would take the unusual step if he failed to implement the voucher expansion laws. Councilmember Diana Ayala says City Hall never responded. She tells WNYC she'll introduce a resolution to allow the city council to take legal action against the mayor at a meeting later today. The mayor says he's blocking the new laws because they'll cost too much to implement. It's the latest in the escalating tension between the mayor and the council. The Adams administration did not immediately respond to our request for comment. Stay close. There's more after the break. This week on the New Yorker Radio Hour, a young writer attaches himself to a rising star in politics named Barack Obama. Interesting guy, speaks in what sound like paragraphs. Very good posture, that guy. Enviable posture. <laughs> I am a writer, and I have this, this very slight hunch. He has none of that. A political coming-of-age story from staff writer Vincent Cunningham, plus actor and director Bradley Cooper, all on the New Yorker Radio Hour from WNYC Studios. Listen wherever you get your podcast. I'm Sean Carlson for WNYC. For the second year in a row, Governor Hochul is making housing a centerpiece of her legislative agenda in New York. But unlike last year's failed attempt to address New York State's affordability crisis, this year it's all carrots, no sticks. And that was demonstrated by the bunch of produce the governor brought to her announcement today. I'm told this is what you're willing to eat to help build more housing. And I've got 600 million carrots out there on the table. 
Here to walk us through how the governor intends to get towns and cities to eat their veggies, as it were, is WNYC's Albany reporter, John Campbell. John, uh, the governor is using this expression pro-housing communities. Uh, What is her pitch here? So this is the governor really wants to make hundreds of millions of dollars of these grants available to towns, cities, villages that are willing to create more housing. And she started this program last year, but now she wants to basically give it more teeth. The current program, it gives municipalities bonus points, essentially, on these grant applications if they're considered a, quote, pro-housing community. And she wants to take it a step further now, and she wants to make it a requirement to get these grants. But that would require state lawmakers to approve it, and that's a a hurdle here. And it could be a really big deal for some local governments, particularly particularly the smaller ones, Some of these grants, they're pretty considerable, like a program known as the Downtown Revitalization Initiative. That's one where these towns and cities can compete for $10 million to bolster their downtown corridors. Hmm. I'm probably not the only one here who's never heard of a pro-housing community. What defines a pro-housing community? Well, you'd be forgiven because it's a pretty new term, (laughs) but there's two ways that you can qualify for this under the governor's program. One is you can point to your housing stock and say, hey, we have boosted our housing stock over the last one year, three years. Here's the proof. There are different percentages for different parts of the state. And then the second way is by passing a resolution that Hochul's office has authored that basically commits your local town to implementing policies that promote housing growth. So you'd essentially be committing to adding more housing in the future. How is Hochul's approach this year different from that ambitious housing proposal that she pitched last year? Well, that's where the carrots come into play, okay. Sean. Mm-hmm. This is this is the carrot approach. Last year, the governor went with what many people characterized as a quote-unquote stick approach. And her plan last year would have required every local government in the state to, to boost their housing stock. And if they didn't, there was a punishment attached to it. They'd have to give up zoning approval of of housing projects and lawmakers local leaders they really hated that approach Mm -hmm. so it died and now Hochul's going with this carrot approach she's basically offering up treats in the form of state grants as a way to get these local governments on board now we remember last year's housing plan collapsed because there was a lack of buy-in from leaders in the state legislature so what about this year are legislative leaders on board with this current plan The leaders of the Senate and the Assembly, they're both Democrats. They say any housing deal needs some sort of greater protections for tenants who are already in housing. And that's really where the governor and the legislature aren't seeing eye to eye here. The governor was asked about that earlier today, and she said housing supply is a different conversation from tenant protections. And she took issue with lawmakers who are linking those issues together. That has never made sense to me separate them. Let's have two thoughtful conversations. But the number one priority is to get more shovels in the ground to build more housing throughout the entire state of New York. Now, not long after that, I ran into State Senator Julia Salazar. She's a a Brooklyn Democrat, and she sponsors a bill that would bolster eviction protections for tenants. I asked her what she thought of the governor's comments. Creating more housing and trying to address the housing crisis in a comprehensive way makes housing supply and tenant protections inextricably linked. She did go on to say that she appreciates that the governor seems to be signaling that she's willing to have a conversation on tenant protections, though. 
We should note Governor Hochul is not the only elected official rolling out a plan to tackle the state's affordable housing crisis. Uh, progressive lawmakers are rolling out a thing. It's it's uh, a new social housing proposal. Tell us about that. Yeah, this is a new bill. It's sponsored by Manhattan Senator Cordell Clear, Brooklyn Assembly Member Emily Gallagher is on board too, and it's a big swing. It would create a new state authority that would be tasked with acquiring, building, renovating affordable housing. And the general idea behind it is the state would be in a much more hands-on role to actually create housing and keep it affordable for residents. But it would require some significant money. The The bill supporters estimate that like a $5 billion initial investment, investment could lead to something like 26,000 new homes. Okay, but what are the odds of something like that getting passed? <laughs> well, that's always the thing, right, Sean? It is, yes. and, and like I said, it is a big swing. And Big swings usually take quite a bit of time in Albany, sometimes years and years and years. And that said, there's some pretty powerful lawmakers behind it. The chair of the Senate and the Assembly's housing committees are on board, and some labor unions are on board, too. It's WNYC's John Campbell speaking to us from Albany. John, thanks so much, as always. Thanks, Sean. Thanks for listening. This is NYC Now from WNYC. Be sure to catch us every weekday, three times a day, for your top news headlines and occasional deep dives. Also subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. We'll be back this evening.